0: Welcome to the Amore Magazine podcast, here on AmoreMagazine.com. On this episode, I talk to Alex DeLeon, lead singer of The Cab. Their new album, Symphony Soldier, is currently available on iTunes. The album features the hit single, Bad, which is currently in rotation on radio stations around the country. This fall, the band will tour the U.S. with Simple Plan. Here's my interview with Alex DeLeon of The Cab. Just uh, talk about the new album, Symphony Soldier, and uh, you know the, the writing process of it and how it came about.
1: Um... You know, Symphony Soldier has been um, an uphill battle for the past few years. You know, we had a lot of label um, BS that we were going through and a lot of personal battles that we were going through. You know, we had some lineup changes and stuff like that. So um, we're really proud of Symphony Soldier because, you know, we did get through all of that and we stood our ground and, you know, we kind of, we stuck together, man, and we we really toughed it out, and I think we created an album that we're really proud of. So, um, the writing process—it's it's spanned over the past few years, um, you know, up to working in June when we went to the studio with uh, John Feldman. But yeah, I mean, we're really proud of it, and I mean, the title kind of um, is it summarizes, you know, the, the past few years of our lives.
0: Yeah, and um, and you guys funded this this album yourselves, correct?
1: Yeah, we. Completely, just out of pocket, yeah.
0: So did, did that put any added pressure, um, you know, when, when writing and recording the album? Or did you approach it like you would any recording any other album?
1: I think it put less pressure. I mean, since we were paying for it ourselves, we didn't have to please anyone but ourselves. Um, so we got to make the album that we wanted to make. Um, we just went, went in the studio and just recorded our songs, you know, without having 50 different people tugging you in different directions, telling you what kind of music to make or what you should sound like or what songs you should do. We just... Like you know, let's just do what we love, and if we love it, the fans are going to love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, and with the album, you guys worked with uh, Bruno Mars and Adam Levine of Maroon Five, and I know, um, you know, you have a, a lot of influence from Maroon Five. So, how was it, you know, working with them and and them, you know, agreeing to work with you? How was that that whole experience?
1: You know, it was it was for lack of a better term, it was a, a dream come true. You know, we do really look up to those guys, and we've been fans of those. Um, Artists for years and years, you know, where our music is inspired a lot by their music. So, for them to believe in us enough to, to be willing to put their name on it and to, to just work with us, and um, it's just flattering, you know, the fact that, that we got to work with um, our idols at the age of twenty-two is pretty, pretty insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, your first single, um, "Bad," I've heard it several times on the radio. So, did you know that that was going to be the single when you wrote it? And didn't you write something like 120 songs for for this um, album before you you narrowed it down over the whole recording? Process? Yeah, we wrote
1: 100. We wrote 120 songs, and um, you never try to write a single. You know, I think that's where artists go wrong is when you sit down and you're like, "All right, today I'm writing a single," because that never ever works. Um, we just wrote a bunch of songs that we love, and um, that song we actually wrote with Martin, who sings for a band called Boys Like Girls.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, we wrote it and. Um, there was something about B.A.D. that was just super universal. Um, like, my mom loved it. Um, my nine-year-old brother loved it. My 17-year-old sister loved it. And I knew when those three loved it that it would be, probably be the single just because um, just it had such a wide range uh, of fans and audiences. You know, a lot of songs on the record are, if they're really rock, you know, some of the guys like it. If, if it's a love song and really girly, then obviously all the girls like it. But B.A.D. for whatever reason has just this really catchy sing-along appeal that everyone can enjoy
0: right it's one of those songs that you get stuck in your head every time you hear it on the radio and you know obviously i've heard it a couple times now on the radio and, and every time i hear it it gets stuck in my head awesome well, thank you <laughs> yeah talk about the the video concept for it. it's kind of you know all you guys are obviously in it but you in particular you're, you're texting your girlfriend um so how, how did the concept you know for the video come about
1: it's, well it's kind of actually based on a true story it's like you know, we're in a band, so we go on the road and if we're talking to girls back home or for me to go and we text them, it's like uh, texting is such a big part of our life. And I think a lot of people's lives nowadays and um, the video is, you know, based around sexting and taking pictures yeah. and sending them. And I think that's something that every um, every band guy or every person like a long distance relationship or um, almost everyone can relate to. You know, a lot of people want to admit that they do it, but I think a lot of people do. Right. And um, so it was just fun. You know, it was fun to get Angel uh, Perino from Holly's World, and um, she's from Vegas as well. And um, I would definitely wasn't complaining. I just got to sit in a room and watch a, a girl undress as they filmed and took pictures of her. It was great. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and uh, actually, speaking of that, I was going to ask you, uh, did you know her before, the Angel, uh, before the before shooting the video?
1: Uh, no, we did not. Uh, I had, like, a crush on her um, just through... Just from seeing her on TV? And, and from the show, yeah. Yeah. And I told my manager that I wanted her, that I, I'm like, dude, I need that chick for the video. <laughs> yeah. And um, I wrote her a letter and kind of reached out, and it kind of went from there.
0: Cool. Um, and do you, do you like bad girls? Going off the theme?
1: I do. I think. I, yeah, I do.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: <laughs> I, I need to be kept on my toes. I hate boring girls.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, okay. And, and you guys are from Las Vegas, so in and of itself, it's a place kind of like Hollywood or New York City. You know where, where dreams can happen. So, um... did did that city itself and growing up there have an impact on your music, as opposed to say, you know, growing up in you know any small town America?
1: Yeah, you know, I actually my parents divorced when I was really young. So, my dad's always lived in a smaller town in Northern California, and my mom always lived in Vegas. And as a kid and growing up, I always, you know, I lived with my dad in elementary school and middle school, and there was just always something about Vegas, just like the the shine and the glitz and glamour that I just I loved. And it was just intriguing to me. Um, so when I started high school, I told my dad, and I was like, Dad, I have to move to Vegas. Like, I can't live in this small you know, town for high school. I, mean, I need to go to Vegas and yeah. kind of follow my dreams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think definitely where you grow up and the experiences that you have in life affect your music and songwriting. Um, but at the same time, it was really hard in Vegas because Vegas doesn't have a crazy um, local music scene. It's mostly... You know, all the music here is like Celine Dion and Barry Manilow and like these huge shows and right. actually really tough in Vegas to find an all-ages venue to play. So even though we were in Vegas and it was amazing, it was definitely an uphill battle for us.
0: Yeah, and um, obviously it being your home, is it still your favorite place to play? And what are some, other, some of your other favorite cities to, to go on tour and
1: visit? Yeah, Vegas is definitely one of my favorite places. Um, I like live for traveling, so any chance that I get to go like overseas or go to a place that I've never been, um, I love, but US wise, um, I love Nashville. Nashville is probably my favorite city. Um, I love going down to, to Tempe and Phoenix because the girls in Arizona State are the, the hottest girls in the entire world. Yeah. Um, I love Orlando because I get to go to all the theme parks like Disney World. Um, but then, you know, you love the character and culture of, of places like Seattle and Boston and New York. So I think that. The cool thing about touring is every city has, you know, something unique about it and something you can appreciate about it and something that makes it just different. So that's what's great, you know, is every day you wake up in a different city and you get to just kind of hang out and experience the different, you know, things about
0: it. Yeah, and, uh, well, starting next week, you guys will be on tour with Simple Plan. So um, are you excited for that tour? And will this be the first time you guys play with them?
1: Yeah, I've never met or played with Simple Plan. Um, They're, they're, like, the nicest guys, coolest guys ever. So we're really excited to meet them. You know, I obviously... I think every guy in a band listened to them at some point growing up, you know, when they had all those big songs. Um, but, yeah, we're excited. You know, we've, we have we have toured with the Sickest Kids before, and we're just excited to get on the road and play, uh, just to have a chance to be able to play new songs.
0: Yeah, and you toured uh, Canada recently with Avril Lavigne, right?
1: Yeah, that was like a week ago. Okay. And uh, we got the call for that tour two days before it started. Literally, my manager called me, and he's like, yo you have a thirty drive to Vancouver you need to leave in a few hours you're opening for Avril or it's like whoa
0: (laughs) yeah that's a great call to have you know definitely Uh, okay and next year you'll be heading out to uh, Australia as part of the Soundwave tour so will that be your first time touring overseas and and, um, will that be your first time in in Australia touring
1: well it'll be the first time in Australia we've done um, Japan Um, I've played some music in Italy and stuff but this will be the first time in Australia and it's actually at like the top of my list of places I want to go. Um and I'm going to fall in love with every girl because of their accents. <laughs> Probably going to get married 6 to 7 times while I'm
0: there. <laughs> if you weren't a musician, what would your day job be? If you couldn't be if you weren't, you know, um, you know, the, this rock star, what would be your ideal job? I'd be Batman. You'd be Batman. <laughs> okay. That's definitely a I, first I I've gotten I to I that save, question.
1: I would save the world in Gotham City. <laughs> because Really, there's nothing else I'm good at other than music, so if this doesn't work out, I don't know what <laughs> I'm going
0: to do. And either way, you'd be a hero to girls, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and who's your celebrity crush and why?
1: Oh, man. Um, I love, right now, I love Mila Kunis um, because, you know, she's cute, but she's, I don't know, just in every, every character, every movie she plays, she is like... The cool chick you know she's like the girl that you can hang out with yeah go home and like order pizza and play video games with but then she's also like the girl that you can um, you know go out on a date and be romantic with so just think that's every guy's dream is someone you can hang with but also a girl that's beautiful and, and super sweet
0: yeah uh, I totally agree with you on that hey, what's the craziest thing a fans ever done or said to you
1: said to me uh, one girl t- told me uh, there was a gothic girl. She told me that if uh, we made out, that she would actually suck in some of my soul and my uh, vocal abilities, because <laughs> so she wanted. It. She grew up wanting to be a singer, and but she couldn't sing. But that if we, if uh, she let me put her mouth to my mouth, she could literally suck my abilities and would be able to sing.
0: <laughs> I hope you didn't take her up on it.
1: No, I declined. For, <laughs> I don't like black lip black lipstick on my face. <laughs>
0: All right. So if she had a different color lipstick, then you would have totally been down for it?
1: Uh, possibly. I, I don't know. I had to see her behind all the gothic makeup, you know, and all that.
0: <laughs> all right. Um and uh can you tell us something that we may not know about you or the, or the band? Uh, a secret or either something that, you know, that that you've never said before or or you know, something that we would find, you know, interesting or weird about the band?
1: Um w- not really about the band, but I don't know if people know this, but I'm actually related to the Gerber baby. Okay. <laughs> that that's like pretty much my only cool Um, As far as like fame-wise, relative, I think. Okay. Gerber baby and Ponce de Leon. Oh, nice. So if you ever see uh, Gerber baby food and you see that beautiful baby, that is, I'm a descendant of that little guy.
0: All right, all right. We'll have to find a photo of him, and we'll we'll put it side by side for the interview. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) All right, well, uh, thanks so much for taking the time, Alex, to do the interview, and uh, best of luck uh, with the tour and the album and everything else. That was Alex DeLeon, lead singer of The Cab. Their new album, Symphony Soldier, is currently available on iTunes. To check out more on The Cab, you can visit their website at thecabrock.com. Until next time, this is the Amore Magazine podcast here on amoremagazine.com.